Shone is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It, it, it kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching you That's guys. Nice. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 134 of the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated Buffalo sports podcast covering the Bill Sabres entertainment and everything in between. And as always, part of the Built-in Buffalo Podcast Network, go follow us on Twitter at WittySports716 and make sure you follow everything Built-in Buffalo is giving you every single day, the best Bills content out there, YouTube, Facebook, it's a takeover at Built-in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what's going on this week? Khalil Shakir, he's the he-wolf, has us engulfed, too many drops, he's in the slot, but he's got competition, sure feeling hard, man, what's up, hi, hello, what song was that? That's a uh, creed. What was that? She's so no, it's uh, she's oh, so Tal high Bachman? by Tal Bachman. Yes. yes, I knew I like wasn't hitting the tone quite right, it's but such... I'm like, well, but I'm I'm more just changing the key than the tone as sure. long as I stay consistent. I mean, who can really go as high as Tal Bachman? No one. I would argue that I can, but didn't. I could if I who wanted go to. As high... Like you know, he made a valiant effort. I'll give you that. And who can yeah, go like, as high as I, I mean, I would say because she's so high. Hi, above she's so because she's so high. <laughs> it's tough. She's a work it's of tough. art. I just she did is, it. Yeah. What are? Why are you saying I didn't do it? Why are you lying to the listener? I'm as I good a singer. Put you on your on your in throne, terms of Tony. range and talent as Tal Bachman. No, I don't know if that's a high bar to reach. He only had one song. Well, this is what I'm telling you, this and have already proven to everyone but you. This isn't an Evan and Jaren situation. Who are they? I don't know. Some guys. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what? I think Some they had guys. that song "Crazy for This Girl." I'm just thinking of songs that talk about a singular girl. Oh, okay. Evan and Jaren. I think they were extras on the show Smallville. Decided to form a band. Go look it up. We don't have time for this, Tony. We don't have time for this monotony. I'm looking it up. Talking about crazy early for 2000s. this girl. Yeah, that was our hit. It seems like they had a ton of hits. They were on the Runaway Bride soundtrack. Oh, they were big yeah. time. Crazy for this girl, which is on the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. I'm telling you. Really in the WB family. Or yeah. CW family, in the WB family. It's now the CW, of course. I think it was WB back then. The frog with the top hat. Right. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. So, yes. Oh, yes. That's what WB stands for. <laughs> yes. It is Thank what WB for stands for. Warner listeners. Brothers. Um, you learn a lot on this show. We learned a lot. We're taking a trip down memory lane. And Tony, I thought to open this show... Just to get us back on track here, we take a little trip down memory lane because with the Bills start a camp, we missed a whole lot of stories over the past two or three weeks here that we have not touched upon regarding the Bills. Some good, some Interesting. bad. But let's talk about starting with the bad. And that is 
one Naheem Hines horrific season ending knee injury while sitting on a stationary jet ski. Tony, this happened a week before camp. The only question I have is what are you doing on a jet ski a week before camp, regardless if you're stationary or moving? Why is the man on a jet ski? I'm glad he's okay. This wasn't a dire situation. It was a knee injury. But why? Why do these players do what they do? Why are you on a jet ski? And if you are on a jet ski, as I tweeted out when it happened, you got to go Kenny Powers style in a private lake wearing an alligator skin suit by yourself, just on a jet ski, maybe with a, a female associate, as Kenny Powers did. Tony, what are your thoughts about Naheem Hines' injury? What were you thinking at the time? I was thinking how lucky we are to have a running back so responsible that he wouldn't dare break his contract agreement or his own responsibility by riding a jet ski in the water, but would only enjoy that jet ski stationary, immobile. How responsible. In the water, yes. And I was like, you know, a lot of people probably would go riding that jet ski thinking, I'm not going to get injured. What are the chances I'm going to accept that, let my team down, have something dangerous come to fruition with me? So I'm just so glad that he took the responsible way and didn't ride that jet ski, but only Mm -hmm. went on that jet ski. Now, someone crashed into him while he was immobile. It seems like something fishy is going on here, pun intended, because he was in the lake, or I presume he was in a lake. You've seen people jet ski, right? I've seen people jet ski. When you watch people jet ski, have you ever seen people on jet skis come like within 25 yards of each other? Like, I feel like when I'm watching people jet ski, there's never two people like side by side or near each other. I don't know why Naheem Hines was on a jet ski, and I don't know why people were near Naheem Hines on a jet ski. There was something, I feel like this is too old news to, to be able to unhash That's why playing catch so, like, When I try to look up detailed information on it, there's not a lot. It's very secretive, like something That's what I'm saying. shady went down here. Yeah. Hines was sitting on his own stationary jet ski at the time of the crash, and suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries. That's it. That's it. That's that's what that's we have. It. That's what we know. That's what we have. Who was this person? Was it a sabotage? Who was? Was Did it, Aaron yeah. Rodgers hire someone? That's what I'm saying. One of his. I wasn't thinking one of his Wiccan friends to crash into him. You know, I was about to say like, well, I didn't even cross my mind that it would be a Jet or Aaron Rodgers. But now that you said that phrase, one of his Wiccan friends. Now I'm all over this. I was thinking now we're getting to the bottom of it. See, I feel like it would be Belichick if a known cheater. Correct. I feel like it would be Belichick or more likely to be Belichick if the Patriots were any sort of contenders, which they're not. I feel like then then he's he pulls out all the stops. He's desperate. Eh? He could be desperate. That's what I'm saying. He could be desperate, especially because it was against the Patriots that Naheem Hines had the DeMar Hamlin game. Yes. So it's personal, too. He hates Naeem Hines. Yes. Staying up, staring at the ceiling all offseason. If it wasn't for that damn Naeem Hines, we would have won this game and been in the exact same mm-hmm. position that we are in still. Yep. Bill Belichick goes to sleep at night, has nightmares about Naeem Hines and DeMar Hamlin's body double, and he has to get his revenge. Yes. Okay, now see, now we're putting some context behind this crazy injury occurrence. Uh-huh. This is good. We're figuring it out more than any news article that I've tried to pull up did. You know, yeah, you know why? Because um, we ask the tough questions. We do. Of ourselves and that, of others. Yes. 
A lot of self-reflecting. We got to get down to the bottom of this stuff. No one else mm-hmm. is out there doing it, Tony. We have to. But exactly. a huge loss from a football perspective for the Bills. And he minds, despite not being as much a part of the offense as we wanted to upon trading for him, he was a huge part of the return game. It kind of gave us that comfortable feeling that an Andre Roberts gave us. Like, okay, there's a guy back there that can put our offense on the 35, 40 yard line at minimum every kickoff return, or he's Mm -hmm. a threat that teams don't have to kick to him and we have good field position punts and teams had to plan for Naheem Hines. And now we don't have that. So from a football perspective, it feels like a big loss. I think it is a big loss because I think that based on what I've been seeing in camp is that like the real goals of the offense this year is just to have as many like sort of layered weapons as we can. Mm-hmm. And if that yeah. means that we're having an aerial run game happen, Naheem Hines is a huge part of our ability to do that and to do that effectively. I have a theory, I guess, that Naheem Hines was built to be a much bigger part of the offense this year than what we saw last year. I think that's justifiable. It, it seems like what we've yeah. seen we'll so never know. far. And we'll, ne- we'll never know. No, we won't. We'll never know. But we'll get into this a little later because I want to touch upon the running backs involvement in the passing game. It does seem like we're seeing that a little more often in training camp this year. So you got to figure Naheem Hines with his skill set would have been a part of that. So huge loss in special teams, possibly huge loss as a third down screen pass. If they ever run one successfully, hopefully this is the year. Fingers crossed. Ken Dorsey. But he could have been a bit part of the offense. I wouldn't say a big part, but a part of the offense. So. Big loss mm-hmm. there, and now we have the fun of the contract dispute because it's a non-football injury. So now the Bills have to play the PR game as well off the field. So always fun. Now, upon okay. Naheem Hines' injury, <laughs> we have new signings like Darrington Evans. I think I'm pronouncing Darrington that Darrington L.A. Evans. L.A. Evans. His middle name's L.A., which is a huge plus. We're just going to call him L.A. Evans because that is such so a better how do you how do you than Darrington. L.A.? L period, A period. It's not okay. La Evans, what it's I L.A. Evans. Well, no, but L.A., you could have been like, oh, yeah, it's E-L-A-Y, L.A. Now, now oh, we're getting okay. a little crazy. Are it we getting be. crazy? I don't know. We're talking about Darrington. So Darrington, L.A. Evans seems to be filling in a void where we lost Naheem Hines. And the newest signing to the Bills, Cole Beasley Jr. himself, Andy Isabella, former <laughs> second round pick. This is the Tavon Austin signing to me. This is the guy that I'm getting hyped about. And I know he's probably, at best, the sixth receiver on this team. If he can work his way up the depth chart, being a late Uh camp addition like he is. I was going to say, like, in in three days, he's going to... Right. But if he is to work his way up the depth chart and find a role on this team, it seems to be in special teams. It could be in kick or punt returns. So, and if you... Look at his time with Arizona. The guy made some plays. He's got speed for days. I like that the Bills and Brandon Bean, in terms of his roster construction this year, seems to be all about speed. And I'm going to mention this later on with a a player I want to get your thoughts on and how he's looked in training camp. But when I'm building my Madden team in franchise mode from scratch, Mm -hmm. there's one quality I look for. It's not strength. It's not toughness. It's none of those football quote-unquote abilities it's speed i'm just gonna build the fastest team i can and the rest will figure itself out because like the old cliche you can't teach speed 
Andy Isabella, Deontay Hardy Harris. These guys got speed. And it seems like that's the theme of the 2023-2024 Buffalo Bills is speed for days. We're going a little smaller. We're a little more nimble, a little quicker. We lost the kind of a, I wouldn't say a slow guy, but you know, not the fastest guy in Tremaine Edmonds. And it just seems like we're getting faster at all positions, which allows us to be versatile with schemes and looks and things like that, I think. So I'm excited to see what Andy Isabella can do through this preseason. I, I like the signing a lot, actually. And if this is my Tavon Austin sword to die on, then let it be my Tavon Austin sword to die on. But I like this signing. I was very surprised to see a pundit's projected camp roster, including Andy Isabella. Ooh. They thought, and I mean, are you going into this thinking that he's that he's anything more than a camp body? I am. I think he is more than a camp body. What did what no. have you seen at camp so far? A body. <laughs> Wearing number 87. He's made some plays, though, right? Yes. I've noticed him catch a ball or two. I've noticed a lot of players catch catch balls or two. (laughs) They're bodies as well. Yeah, and they have bodies too. I Um, just think because he offers something in the special teams game, he has a better shot than a Justin Shorter, for example, or a Terrell Shaver. See, that's where you and I disagree. Shaver uh, does not have a shot. But where I do disagree with you about Shorter, because I think Shorter has a longer leash because he's a draft pick like i think this is a nate peterman situation of we like our draft picks and we don't lose faith in them. draft develop yeah right draft develop i have no complaints about shorter he's been decent enough for a mid-round rookie like that and like for what he is and as brandon bean has said many times that he will earn his jersey on special teams like that's exactly how it goes seemingly to see him as a gunner and also someone with some height and physicality for certain situations. I don't know. I, I think Andy Isabella doesn't bring anything more than Deontay Hardy does. Andy Isabella caught a pretty nice underneath pass today from Matt Barkley, but there's only a few more days left to camp and he's catching passes from Matt Barkley. So you can do the math on that. There's a lot of days left to camp. I mean, we got a whole month here, Tony. Let's let's get real here. I, I am getting real. What I see at Fisher <laughs> is the only things that happen. If I don't see don't it, th- if we don't see it, if it's not in camp proper, it doesn't happen. Don't you think Andy Isabella offers more of a, uh, and when I say like a young Cole Beasley, less baggage, of course, but just a more pure slot guy, that Cole Beasley type of player. I don't see that as Deontay Hardy Harris. I see Deontay Hardy Harris as like like you mentioned last week, the gadget guy, the Isaiah McKenzie. Whereas Shakira yeah, and Isabella see... are the primary slot guys. Okay. So you're saying you see Andy Isabella in spite of his speed, we just like the idea of having a naturally fast slot guy. Just someone who knows because how to play speed that position, is the knows name how to game. sit in the zone and has a feel for that that role. It feels like Shakir. It feels like He-Wolf, of course, because He-Wolf can do anything he puts his mind to. We believe yes, him. Yes, yes. We, uh, we have the utmost faith in him. I'll be mentioning that yes, to him even tomorrow though... when I see him at the scrimmage. Oh, okay, yes. Friend Footnote. of the podcast, He-Wolf, Shakir. The He-Wolf movement is going to take off tomorrow. Come hell or high water. Tomorrow is when it begins. Okay. I, I'm getting in players' ears. I'm getting in Khalil's ear. So we are going to get the He-Wolf name out there. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just... I, I liked Andy Isabella in college. He was on my radar as a guy the Bills could target when he came out. He got drafted that in the 2019 right. draft. It, it, I think it's going to come down to a matter of a couple things. I don't think they want Micah Hyde returning punts. I don't want Micah Hyde returning punts. Oh, I agree. He's no one wants that. 
No one wants that. He's a perfect insurance policy where you just tell him, Micah, we just need a guy back there to catch the ball. So go and fair catch it every time. Don't get hit. Just catch the ball so we don't turn it over, Mm -hmm. which is all fine and good. But the second part is, are they safe to sneak? And I don't even know if sneak's the right word, but place Justin Shorter on the practice squad? Or do they risk someone coaching him like, Luke Tenuta last year, like Isaiah Hodgins on waivers. Mm-hmm. The Bills are a good team now. T- teams are looking to poach their guys that they cut. So will they be able to put Justin Shorter on the practice squad? I don't know. That's going to be remain a question, I think, throughout preseason. So if Justin Shorter, if they don't think they can put Justin Shorter on the practice squad, then they have to give him a roster spot and maybe make him inactive every week until something happens, injuries, he's right, whatever. But we don't risk somebody taking him from us. So in that regard, if Justin Sorter can't make the practice squad or they don't think they can put him on there, then Andy Isabella, I don't think, has a chance. That's the only way I see Andy Isabella making oh, the no. team. Is if Hard, they can Hardy put is Shorter the return on the practice guy. squad. Is he the primary that, yeah, return like, guy? I think that's, that's how I see it. I okay. see it as Hardy is the return guy. Hardy is taking that role that Naheem Hines, rest in peace to your ankle. Yeah, it's Hardy. Hardy is what I'm, it's Hardy. Both kicks and punts? Have you seen that? Yeah, I guess I'm conflating them. So yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. So Andy Isabella's only route to the roster is is injury. Maybe, unless they really like him. unless And unless they think that... See, now you're turning around. It's not a completely unrespectable idea that he would make the team. But okay, originally I'm saying I really don't see him rising through the death chart amongst everybody else that they have that's like been in the system and everything. But we've also seen, I've seen a lot of players get signed by this team and end up playing in on the third team in camp or in practice. And then all of a sudden they, they're on the team and it's just like, it's all figured out. So when Morris um, last it year. could happen. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could happen. I didn't think would make the roster. But I but think I'd be, su- would... but I would be surprised. I yeah, would be I, pretty I, surprised. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, but like I said, I'm excited for the signing. I'm excited to see what he can do out there. Another thing I would be very surprised at if this was three months ago, which I'm less surprised at now, is Von Miller might actually play week one. <laughs> Shockingly. He oh, looks... now you're going to start believing what he ma- what he says? This is where you're at? Yeah, I think I am. Okay. Wow. It was funny. I there, for there, sure. was, there was somebody on Twitter who put like, Jarvis Landry signing with the Bills, and he it was like a fake... ESPN guy, but everyone's like, oh, yeah. well, that's a great sign. My response was literally because I knew it was fake and you would at least heard something of a workout if Jarvis Landry was signing right. with the Bills, which we didn't at that point. But my response was, well, Vaughn didn't talk about it, so this might be actually happening. <laughs> Vaughn. That's where we're at with Vaughn. He talks. He yeah, talks. we're just judging by what he says. But he did he did say that he might be back for week one. I did hear him say yeah, that. No. Yes, said that, and always talked about during training camp is how how good he feels, and it's just about getting the okay mm-hmm. from the doctors and just like all these positive things. Right, like Vaughn, it's always positive, but I don't know. I'm starting to believe him. I'm watching clips on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it now, of his movement, and as a person with a torn ACL myself, and as a person of the same athletic ability as Von Miller, he is so far ahead of any other schedule that people with ACL injuries typically are on. Mm-hmm. Look at Trey White. Look at our own team. How much time did it take Trey White just to come back? Plus, how much time did it take for him to look semi-normal, if you can even say he did look like the all-pro cornerback that we're used to last year? Maybe like the last two games of the year, he started to look a little 
Trey Whitish. Right. But that was a whole year plus. And I know it's different movements. Like cornerbacks have to do so much more twisting and turning and pivoting. And like that is so much more knee movement than a defensive edge just putting his hand down and and rushing forward. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I get it from a medical perspective, even though I'm not a doctor yet. Just seems wild that he could start week one but what i'm seeing he looks he looks mobile he looks i don't want to say healthy he doesn't look 100 percent, but he's so much farther ahead and i don't know what you've seen at training camp with your own eyes but that's what i'm seeing in clips i'm shocked i can tell you what i'm seeing i am seeing it well today as a tweet at hashtag tony who's camp i saw him do uh like triple jumping style jumping landing on one Lewis? leg yeah. kind of yeah yeah and then he was doing uh, what I referred to as like spiral jumping. Like he was doing like 360 spins in the air. Yeah, that's insane. In landing. And I think that his injury was like, you know, wasn't it just like a partial tear or partial of what sometimes see with ACL injuries? Yeah, I think if I remember correctly, like that was the initial diagnosis. And then like something was like covering up the full tear. I don't think it was right. like a partial thing. There was something that made it like, eh this might be okay right it wasn't yeah. like yeah it wasn't Maybe like it was just it Vaughn's wasn't like personality <laughs> well that's true and von's personality is why i'm not in agreement with you i don't believe that he could start week one because i heard von say that he might be back for week one i'm like oh well he's not definitely not coming back so i i dismiss that because you convinced me and many of our listeners maybe that you can't trust what von says and now here we are now here we are you're defending him and i'm saying no there's no way i do not believe that Von Miller is going to be back. And I still, and I really kind of don't because yeah. I, but more so because I'm like, I would just be leery and scared if he came back. I'm looking for him to come back. Like I'll feel good at like week three ish. If we start to talk about the idea of him coming back, right. but I'll feel like it's more believable if it's like week nine. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that late. I don't even know. I don't think so either. If they put him, if they put him on the pup list. What is it? The first six weeks he has to sit out. Is it? I believe. Okay. I could be overshooting it a little, but so you're um, saying you don't think that he will be on the pup list to start this season. This is what you're telling me right now. He looks farther ahead than I would expect him to look at this point. But okay. also the season starts in like four to five weeks. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. man, that doesn't seem that far away. <laughs> Can he fully be ready by then? That's true. It's like over like, a month. I'm kind of like 60, 40, 60% like of me thinks he looks good and he Mm -hmm. says he's fine and he's just got to get the strength back and the doctor's okay and yeah maybe this is a possibility but i'm kind of 40 percent like you i don't know if i want him to be back week one i would i would rather have a too scary percent yeah i'd rather have a 100 percent vaughn from week four for the rest of the season than a 80 percent vaughn starting at week one Yes, definitely. And I and I think that they're not going to clear him. Like that's the that's the MO of this training staff is that they're not going to clear him until right. he's 100% and safe to to do it. Too much. So I and so I, invested. Yeah, that's true, especially for Vaughn. And mm -hmm. especially this season where the focus is at the end. Mhm. Mm right. The regular season is stupid. Can we just get to the playoffs? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh we you just get it, need Vaughn to to close it out, to be the closer, to get us across the finish line. It's a good point. I mean, he's a crazy it's clear, athlete. It's, that's what I was just going to say. It's clearly evident the man is a freak of nature athlete. Yeah. I remember. His hamstrings back... are insane. Did you see his interview on uh, Kay Adams? No. But since you mentioned that, how excited were no. you to have Kay Adams at training camp? Well, I didn't see her once, so it was all a big letdown. Oh, so you were extremely disappointed. 
I know yes, you're a big I was Adams extremely disappointed. I, I do like Kay Adams. Yeah, I do too. The uh, yeah, America's sweetheart. <laughs> I thought that was you, but yeah, I think it's Kay. Oh wow, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, America's sweetheart, Tony Ambrose. That's gonna yes. ring to it. Yes, I am. I think it does too. <laughs> what did he? What did Vaughn say? Uh, his interview with Kay. Oh, he just said that he feels really good and he feels better and he thinks that our team's crazy good you know it was all it was all like usual von hyping off everything is like great you know we're gonna be undefeated and a lot of it was about like denver and like coaching because you know that's having a moment right now as denver coaching one thing that stuck with me is that he said he's like that's all me and josh talk about me and the only things me and josh talk about when we talk is golf and winning super bowls sounds like the life von miller was of the three interviews well of the four interviews that took place on the K Adams show, which is called Up and Adams, Von Miller was easily the most boring, even though he's extremely sure. charismatic. But man, to watch like the Gabe Davis interview was an instant classic, and the Josh right. interview was great as always, and then the Steve Tasker interview was pretty good. It was basically just watching an episode of uh, Two Bills Drive or Two Bills Live. One Bills, Live. but it was all good. Definitely, yeah. One Bills Live. You're right. Two Bills Live is that. I think old, Two Bills uh, Drive is like board. a Reddit forum. Yeah. Yes. Before there was Reddit, there was the Two Bills Drive message board. Yes, I remember that. And what wow. a community it Good was. What a community it was. I'm sure it, it still exists. Shout out to our Two Shout Bills Live Two Bills Drive. Shout out. Uh, Shout out. We believe in you. you That's guys where Astro strong in, in Windows 95. <laughs> yeah. Send me a message on Alta Vista. Yeah, we'll talk Bills. Uh, with my modem connection. Right. Mm. Hashtag Tony. Was, was Gabe HTML Davis just camp. trying to like throw game at Kay Adams the whole time was that something I thought I read that somewhere no you know I remember in the old days when like Gabe Davis came into the league and Kay Adams was like a big fan and was always saying like I really like Gabe Davis you could tell that He's like playing they've that. interviewed they've they've talked many many times and like have a pre-existing banter oh, okay. about them interesting yeah so Vaughn I'm a believer Shrek 2 soundtrack smash mouth I'm a believer what can I say Tony you know who else I believe in the birthday boy was his birthday. Marv Levy. The That's vibe. <laughs> the vibe. Marv what the vibe, a time please. to be a vibe. Marv the vibe. 98 the years vibe. young. You know what? It, it's really, you know, we just have to thank Marv. Every week he comes on this podcast to sing the intro to our bill segments. And 98 years old, that's, I mean, that takes a lot. Takes a lot. And to so keep we, the consistency. Yeah. To keep the consistency in his performance every week. Like, sometimes. Amazing. Sometimes you wouldn't even know they were different. You just think it was the same recording. No, he's here. He's that Take good. It away, Marv. I, that's he's what I'm that saying. Good. He's just seasoned. He is a treasure. He's a, a treasure. Seasoned performer. Seasoned performer, Mr. Marv Levy. Tony, a Hall of Famer, a war back. hero, and the vibe. He's the vibe. He's a vibe. Maxim's Hot 100. <laughs> GQ Man People of the Year. Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, 1957. Good housekeeping's best housekeeper. Do you think that's their award? Above the age of good housekeeping housekeeper. Do you think sure. good housekeeping is a magazine for housekeepers? Is that what you think it is? What is it for? I've never opened up a good housekeeping for... magazine in my life. So you you enlighten me right now. I thought it was like decorating and stuff. And like household items. What do you yeah, think housekeeping like keep... is? Yeah. Well, I know what a housekeeper is, but I think good housekeeping is like bed bath and beyond in magazine form. All I know is they love Marv in that publication. They do love Marv. They love Marv. And so and we all do. Who, how could you not? Happy could birthday. You not? <laughs> Happy birthday, Marv. Take it away. We'll be back with uh, the latest in training camp talk. Go, go. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. 
And we are back as Tony mentioned. Thank you, Marv. Hashtag Tony. Thank you, Marv. Happy birthday. <laughs> as Tony mentioned Happy before. Birthday, Marv. Hashtag Tony tweets camp in full effect. Tony, week two of training camp underway. And the biggest story is also the most fearful one to me and probably to all of Bill's mafia, the injury scare and the injury scare to the one player we don't want it to happen to. And that is the franchise, the chosen one, the prince who was promised J 17, two straight days, two straight scares this week. Tony, the first coming off of a what was reported as a Philly special or Taron Johnson lit up Josh. Uh, as he, it it was, was some kind a of double tri- reverse. trick play, right? Yeah, it was a double reverse. Josh tossed it to, it was either Shakir or Sherfield, like someone who was in the slot. Yep. And then they reversed back and tossed it to Dawson Knox. And then Dawson Knox was supposed to throw it to Josh throw in the end zone. Josh. Right. And Josh was in the inset end zone, ready to go, but didn't fall right, didn't go right. Not a successful play, and Josh basically, I don't know, slow to get up. He had the wind knocked out of him. You know, it, it wasn't like a real injury. But my thing was, jer- what does this red jersey mean to you? He should have been guaranteed this touchdown because you should not be touching him. You didn't come close to him. And the second scare, I think, was on some kind of defensive pressure. Somebody fell into him or something. Yeah, some, yeah. I didn't see that I think it was more. I think it was more of a standard play. But so many questions involving the Josh injury scares this week uh you're absolutely right the red jersey why is anyone coming even five yards away from josh or near josh right yeah if you if he's going are, in the end zone on a trick play it shouldn't it should be like oh well i just have to let this happen right i'm just letting this happen or i'm trying to deflect the pass and if i'm not doing that i shouldn't be exerting any physical effort into tackling my franchise quarterback who the right. season let's be real relies upon here i don't know what Terry johnson is thinking and in the fact that it was Terry johnson drives me nuts too is because if it was a guy fighting for a roster spot who's maybe got his first sniff of first team reps and he's trying to mm-hmm. earn his spot or make a mark or impress the coaches i can maybe understand it i can a smidge understand it Terry johnson your roster spot is locked up there is no need for you to be doing any of this or even come close to doing any of this. So I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what the reason for the red jersey is. If we're going to just hit the guy, I don't know what Ken Dorsey's thinking, even running a play like that during practice. Like I was surprised too. I, I almost wondered if it was smoke and mirrors. Like we want opposing coaches to believe that we have this in the arsenal or something, or just do it with Barkley. Yeah, then do it with Barkley is a good is probably a good call. Yeah, the whole thing seemed very weird. Not something that we see a lot in camp, but moves like that. There's something to be said about moves like that in camp uh, because I know that battling like the boredom of camp and keeping morale up is always a challenge. So sure. having like fun plays is is a big piece of that. <laughs> no, that that's perfectly reasonable. I get it. I get you got to break up the monotony of everyday camp with some of these fun things. It's just like the offense getting intercepted by Puna Ford. I think it was Kyle Allen that got intercepted by Puna Ford who returned it for a touchdown. But Josh tries to run down Puna Ford to strip the ball. And all I'm thinking of as he's doing this, I wish I was thinking of this is fun. Josh is having fun. All I can think (laughs) about is why are you doing this? You're going to pull a hamstring or something stupid is going to happen. 
for you to chase down. You're going to trip over a mat. (laughs) The the final destination mats are going to come into play here. Right. Um, You're going to trip over Matt Barkley laying on the ground or he's going to step on your toe. is in play. Yep. But why? Like, if you get hurt doing that, I would have been so livid. It's so pointless. It also makes me think that because they're running this play, because they're allowing Josh to get hit, this might be the most hypocritical management, coaching <laughs> staff, whatever that we've ever seen in the NFL. Literally throughout the all, all the offseason, we need to protect Tech Josh. Josh can't play the way he has been for right. much longer. He needs to change his style. He can't take as many hits. And then you're sending him out. Josh for a, can't go on a nothing. jet ski. Josh can't go on a jet ski. Josh can't do an underwater submarine adventure. But that's the point. Keep this man in a bubble. Right. I want him walking into practice like he's that little four-eyed nerd from Little Giants with the thick padding covering every part of his body. That's how I want my Josh looking at practice. He should be Me too. And I want him to get and it's easy for him to get advice from Bruce Smith too. Like it all adds up. We can take the little giant strategy here. Intimidation? Intimidation. Who else was in Little Giants? <laughs> like what NFL players? John Madden, Bruce Smith. Yeah. Wasn't Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman? I think Kevin Green, maybe. All I remember, Bruce had the most memorable. Yes, Bruce did have the most memorable. Yes, See, for sure. For sure. You can't say it wasn't memorable when a guy like crushes a football in his bare hands. Right. And then it was like called back to at the end. Like they talked about intimidation in the final game. Yes. When they took the so uh, like, the foamy pills for antacid. Right. Yes. Classic <laughs> movie. To make to make the Cowboys believe that they were foaming at the mouth. Yes. With anger. Rabid. Them. Yes. Rabid with uh, anger. Why, foaming at the mouth. Why hasn't that been a strategy implemented in the NFL? I feel like that'd be effective. Why not just give the players real rabies? <laughs> if it's, most of them if do you're already. Not, you know you're not going to trick them. Yeah. You know you're not going to trick them. Just just get them rabies. Looking back on the little Giants thing. I can't even believe how much sense it doesn't make now that I am understanding like adulthood. It's a kid's movie. When have you ever seen sense. someone foaming at the mouth? I've never seen someone foam at the mouth. In when have life. you ever seen a 12-year-old carrying a refrigerator off a moving truck? None of it makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. Why do they ask for your phone number at Radio Shack when you buy batteries? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Who knows? It's from Seinfeld. It's Kramer. <laughs> I, I just i am mad at the whole thing. Every party involved is guilty this is a murders in the building everyone is guilty till we find the one who actually is guilty because nobody should be coming within five yards and maybe that is even cutting it too close 10 yards of josh allen the man should just be coasting through the preseason coasting through training camp and practice without any fear and i don't care what he says i don't care if like oh i like to get hit it makes me feel alive bullshit guess what else it does it makes me have a nervous panic attack every time i read that josh is slow to get up don't do that to me josh i mean slow to get up even is a is an exaggeration i think i i just don't like that he got hit i or even that he did anything really i just wish he wasn't a part of this at all right just go home don't do anything hang out with your hollywood girlfriend and and come Mm -hmm. back september 3rd and get ready for week one i'm totally okay with that scenario playing i'm okay with that i love this idea yeah yeah, I'm good with it. Just stay away from any harm. Tony, with Josh Allen's injury scares comes another concern, and it seems to be a constant concern year after year. It feels like the beginning of training camp, the defense always has the upper hand on the offense. But this is starting to become 
let's just say a pattern of offensive line struggles, which lead to offensive mm-hmm. line concerns with the fan base. What have you seen being at training camp of the offensive line? Is it a little over exaggerated in terms of struggles? The or concerns? Are you actually or... concerned? No, I'm I'm concerned about the offensive line. You know, like, am I concerned about the offensive line? Am I impressed with the defensive line? I would say yes, I'm concerned the with the offensive line. Yeah, I would say I'm looking at this offensive line and I'm not seeing the running backs get the kind of penetration that I want, but it's also so hard to tell what's real in terms of what the running backs are doing because they'll always end the play like before they get actually tackled, you know? Right. So... It seems like the, the, these running backs would be able to get tackled pretty easily with this offensive line. And there also seems to be a good amount of would-be sacks, you know, that, that I see in a, in a given day. I'm, I would say I'm concerned about the offensive line. Like these would-be sacks, you know, happen a lot, but they just look like penetration and pressure on the quarterback. But there have been some days when it's been plentiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say I'm worried about it. We know on paper who is who are the offensive linemen who are rock solid or solid enough. But is it solid enough in our perception just because they've always been there? Like I know I know I have a, an idea that Mitch Morris is pretty good, that Deion mm-hmm. Dawkins is pretty good. But sure. is that it? Like, is that all I'm looking for? Is which one of our offensive linemen pretty are, is pretty good? And then which one right. of our offensive linemen are is not that good? I think the worst offensive linemen should be pretty good. And the best offensive lineman should be amazing. Right. I agree. I think have that's we a done very enough good way with to put the it. offensive line to make the whole thing sustainable? Is the offensive line what we want to be our weak link? Because I kind of feel like it is. Have they have they put too much faith in in these go hand in hand in the process of development and therefore in the hands of Aaron Cromer? Have they put too much faith in Aaron Cromer developing these players? Because it seems to me, and I agree. Deion Dawkins, pretty good. Mitch Morris, solid. Mm-hmm. You and I both like Ryan Bates. I, I would say he can categorize as solid as well. Osiris Torrance hopefully will hit his ceiling and be a good guard for this team this year. Yeah, but I mean, that's not happened. Oh, this year. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I'm I hoping he's getting to this year. When he might have I'm hoping. To. You hope. You hope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Have any of these guys developed into amazing? No. Spencer Brown still is a problem. For a guy with that high of RAS score, for that athletic ability, he just seems from a technique perspective to just be kind of a mess. And he's also extremely injury prone. We saw today him kind of hobbling off the field with back issues. It was reported. So that's the second straight year. And maybe this is just like a Trey Adams thing. I think Trey Adams had back issues that just never went away. And he ended up retiring before he even played a snap in the NFL. So I'm hoping that's not the case with Spencer Brown, but something's wrong with him, whether it's technique or health or something. And then it's all kind of question marks. It's all kind of question marks. Connor McGovern, who is the backups to Spencer Brown? Is Brandon Shell able to fill in for a starting role? He has started with the Dolphins in the past. Mm-hmm. He's been okay from what I've read and seen. David Quisenberry was on the team last year. It seems like they're playing him as a backup left tackle, but he can also play right tackle as well. So it just seems like you're hoping for these guys to progress with continuity. We don't make mm-hmm. many changes to the offensive line year after year. One spot here, one spot there. Plays Feliciano with Saffold. Like it's just, it just seems to be one for one swaps. 
is it enough progress to protect Josh? And it doesn't seem like that's the case. Now, you're right. The question is, is the offensive line a worry or is the defensive line actually pretty good? And that we have to consider as well, a vonless defensive line. How would this look right. if Vaughn was in there? Like, would I the mean, offense I even be it... able to get a play in? Like, <laughs> Could they even breathe? Right. Could they figure this out? No, that's a good point. Like, we, we, this is all without Vaughn in there, but they're definitely getting the penetration that they see. But Leonard Floyd is good. Rousseau is good. You know, it, do you it think, makes sense. Do you think that's the starting two? Getting this penetration. I mean, yes and no. I think that Gregory Rousseau obviously is. Yeah. Uh, I think that think. Floyd will get his share of reps because but i think he's going to be used more more situationally than that so like i think when the graphic comes across on nbc week one mm-hmm. on the bottom i don't think it's going to say leonard floyd okay. but leonard i do Floyd's think that but i think that like yeah that's what i'm saying yeah but i do think that at the end of it when we look at the snap counts of everybody i think that leonard floyd will have a good amount like the amount that you're like oh is that guy the starter because he's been there a lot but i don't think he's was... first down first series starting okay that makes sense i was thinking actually about that <laughs> this week <laughs> and with the hall of fame game going on today i was thinking about week one and they do the players imposed on the screen like josh allen university of wyoming and i'm just uh-huh. like oh, i gotta week one i already gotta hear like deon dawkins do like snow universe like just some corny clicks like that i was right. like rolling my eyes right. just thinking about right. it so that'll be fun it'll be a good time but no yeah but do you think the offensive line as a unit looks bad or is it the usual suspects is it spencer brown is it not that we know enough about connor mcgovern but maybe it's he he's not showing well being in a new system with a new team and a new line that he has to operate in or is it a unit as a whole or is it one or two players that kind of stick out to you i think it's the unit as the whole but i i look at mcgovern as being someone who i'm like I guess he's okay. I'm not like impressed. I'm not saying he's pretty good. I'm a governor, someone who's in there. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's in there. It's like, well, problem solved. Definitely not saying that. But like, I don't know. It seems all right. But I think that all right isn't good enough. Not on this offensive line where we can't afford to be all right. Uh, Thoughts about Torrance so far? I I honestly cannot give a diagnosis on on him yet. Really? Okay. Uh, I haven't seen enough and I don't watch the offensive line enough to really get after that. But I do think Spencer Brown, I'm hoping that his development continues. He's just, he's just not consistent enough yet, is what yeah. I've seen out of camp. It's always so been far. his problem. Yeah. Right. The consistency factor is has mm-hmm. not been there in his career. Sometimes he looks like a stud right tackle. Sometimes it looks like his feet are in quicksand and he just can't get out of his stance fast enough or get his hands on on pads fast enough. There's there's some consistency issues for sure. So offensive line definitely something to keep an eye on as we start preseason games next week. It seems so soon, but next week the Bills have their first preseason game and as camp and practice go along here up until we start week one in just over a month. Crazy to think about. But with the preseason starting next week, Tony, let's give the listeners two players you are most excited to see during the preseason. These could be bubble players. These could be guys who showed a little last year who you're looking to take the next step, maybe. Probably not going to pick guys like Josh and Steph because we're going to talk about them like our friends. We use their Mm -hmm. first names only. We're we're best buddies with them. But I I don't want to see them. I'm not excited to see them because I don't want to see them in the preseason. Simple as that. So two players each. I'll start it off. And I I picked one from the offense, one from the defense. Thought that was only fitting. From the offense, a guy we mentioned before earlier in the show, 
I'm excited to see how he's just utilized in this offense, what his role is aside from special teams. And that's Deontay Hardy Harris. I think mm, mm-hmm. you mentioned he's kind of the McKenzie replacement where he's the more gadgety type. They're going to use him on trickery. And I think I'm excited to see him the most because what I read this week was, and maybe you can justify this or dismiss this because you're there, but there seemed to be a lot of talk this week from what I read of Ken Dorsey implementing or starting to implement more pre-snap motion, more movement before the snap in this offense. And I think that's where Deontay Hardy-Harris could have a really nice role with this team. I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. I was jealous of Mike McDaniel's offense last year and how he used Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins were the team that used pre-snap motion the most in the NFL last season. And I thought it worked magnificently. If they had a quarterback (laughs) like Josh Allen running the helm, like that offense might have been unstopped. Now I feel like the Bills have weapons to do or emulate an offense like that. So a guy Mm -hmm. like Deontay Hardy-Harris can come in and be just kind of this guy who is running 50 yards back and forth before the ball is snapped and defenses don't know what to do. And you can create a lot of mismatches with that, with him and Kincaid. And I, I just like the possibility of what he can bring to this offense and how it can affect the rest of the weapons that Josh can utilize. So I'm very excited to see how they use him. I'm very excited to see his skill set. Big yak guy, big speed guy, as we know. So I think Deontay Hardy-Harris is one I'm I'm excited to see during preseason, actually. I would say I'm excited to see that, too, to see if my suspicions are correct about his role in the offense and him being, like you said, like a gadget guy and, and that sort of thing. And if and how we see other people being able to fill those reps. Like, I think that if we see him do jet sweep or something like that, I think we'll also see some other players do jet sweeps because they want to see get the look on if these other how these other players are at them. Like if Deontay Hardy Harris does a jet sweep, I think we're going to see Shakir also do a jet sweep. Oh, at least if we look at the preseason holistically. I just want to see Shakir uh, do anything. Well, I want to see him do. I just want to see him do something successful because, as I said in the opening song, he's had a lot of gaffes in the past couple of weeks. And it has me a little concerned for him, like as a person, you know, the drops. I've seen him make some drops. I've seen him drop Mm. some passes and it's, it's noticeable. It's a noticeable pattern. It's, it's, I'm not, is it from Josh or is it from Kyle Allen? From Josh. Well, Tony, that's Josh's fault. We know that Josh needs to be better. That is true. Yeah. They're not good passes. Yeah. We know that Josh's passes are hardly catchable by anybody. No. We know this. And we know Khalil the Heel Shakir catches everything. His 10 catches last year were not easy catches. Those were difficult, game-changing, maybe the 10 best catches I've ever seen in my life. So this is all Josh's fault. Josh needs to be better. Simple simple as that. Simple, clear, we all get it. Josh, be better. Mm-hmm. And in everything. Maybe stop being such a jackass all the time, too. Maybe sign, a, sign an autograph that. for an adult one time. Jeez. Can you throw the adults a bone one of these days, Josh? Wow. Problematic these kids, over these, here. These kids have it too good. These, these kids get everything. Kids. No, I think Deontay Hardy Harris's skill set is intriguing to me. I almost picture mm. like a young Deshaun Jackson kind of vibe to him. Interesting. Like when Deshaun Jackson okay. first came in the league, I thought it was like 
man, we can this guy can just blow the lid off the defense every play, which is fun because the defense is going to play to that. Right. So they're going to kind of be in prevent and we can hit them with the under stuff. And I don't know. I think I think he just adds a new dynamic to this offense. Now it's a matter of can Ken Dorsey get the most out of that dynamic. So excited uh-huh. to see during the preseason. Tony, who's uh who's one guy you are excited to see? Well, I can't wait to see someone who I've liked as a human being for a long time. I can't wait to see Jay Sternberger. Oh, this uh, is your camp crush. I, yeah. This is your Kendall Gaskins. Yeah. As determined before I ever saw him take a rep. Oh, yeah. But, but yes, in trying to feel out, like obviously the first two tight ends are, are locked in, but I'm really just trying to feel out how they see these other tight ends and where they see these other tight ends. And I think I have a guess of it saying it's like Sternberger versus Quentin Morris in this thing. But I also don't mm-hmm. know if that's just in my mind because these are people that I like. And as we've learned many times, it doesn't matter who we like as fans. It matters who they like. So I'm looking forward to seeing, for me to get a gauge of how much I think they like Jay Sternberger. And I'm excited to see what he can do if he's going to make the most of this. I mean, we're talking about he's the person who's the freshest from competitive football. We're seeing him as the person who is a living legend in USFL. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see him like represent the USFL, reviving his career. I think he knows, I have to imagine that he thinks that there's a lot riding on this training camp for his revival. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do, what he wants to do. And if he really shows up and I mean, preseason NFL football is basically USFL. So maybe, maybe he's about to hit a stride and all of a sudden we got, we got three Jay Sternberger touchdowns against the Colts coming our way. That would be sweet. This is a message to Jace Sternberger. When someone Googles your name, Jace, if you're listening, which we know players listen to this podcast, so Jace, hopefully you're a listener since you've joined the Bills. Everyone does. Everyone does, yeah. When you Google Jace Sternberger and Google has that section of people also ask, the first question is, yes. what happened to Jace Sternberger? Jace, you can <laughs> rewrite history here. You can write the next chapter of your story so people stop asking what happened to Jay Sternberger and start saying Jay Sternberger is a preseason darling on the Buffalo Bills. You have no. a chance to change your Google history here. No, man. People have a chance to start saying who is Jay Sternberger, the darling of the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Not the preseason darling of the Buffalo Bills, the darling. Yes. It He's would be the darling. comeback story of the century. It really would be. It's our time. It's Jay, it's Sternberger time. Sternberger. <laughs> it's funny though, because like he was a guy I liked coming out of the draft and he went before Dawson Knox. And it actually worked out better because I think Dawson Knox is probably a better tight end. So right. uh, I think good so hindsight. Good hindsight by being in company there. I think the Bills really like Quentin Morris. I think so too. I think I think once you spend a season on the roster, it's like you get a longer leash about it. Yes, I, I agree. I, I think so as well. He does offer something on the offense. I I like his route running. I like his hands. I like his athletic ability. But he's a really good special teams player as well. So I think that solidifies his spot a little more than your typical like Mm. tight end three on a roster. Because you're right. In reality, it should be Sternberger versus Morris for that final roster spot in the tight end room. But I think Jay Sternberger is going to be a really good practice squad addition. Is what I'm saying. I, or maybe he surprises and maybe they keep I, four tight ends. Who knows? No, that's silly. We're not doing yeah, that. I know. But I did. I also looked at it like that and, and thinking about like who's going to be on the roster and my predictions in that respect. And the 
sort of technique or mindset that I find myself in is, well, who's it going to be easier to have on the practice squad or like to get to the practice squad safely? And in this case, I agree with you that I'm like, well, it's probably going to be easier for us to get Jay Sternberger on the practice squad more so than Quentin Morris. So that that did have me thinking that way too. And I, I agree in the sense that I'm betting on Morris. Yeah, I don't like saying I, Morris. It makes me think I'm talking about Zach Morris. <laughs> time out. Time out. <laughs> well, there's always a good time to talk about Zach Morris. Or never a bad time, I should yeah. say, to talk about Zach Morris. So, Jay Sternberg, great pick. Give us some Morris, Morris history lesson. Also, Morris Is it Zach also or Mud's real <laughs> Neither. Morris also Mud's real name in Camp Nowhere. Arguably oh. the best of the Morrises because it's his first name. I think you get extra points if it's your first name. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes, Good Jay Sternberg, your camp crush. I, I think he's an exciting prospect to, to watch in the preseason. I'm, I'm excited to see him too. Tony, my second pick, a guy I'm very excited to watch. A guy that seems to be getting a little hype here recently with a couple flashy plays on the defensive side. And we go back to the defensive line that we talked about earlier in the episode. I'm kind of excited to see Shane Ray. Oh, okay. First and foremost, Shane Ray is a champion. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's a Grey Cup champion, which some say is the more important of the two, actually. A lot of people say that, that are live in Northern Canada. Yep. Last name in Roosevelt. Or Drew Willie. Or any <laughs> former UB grade. Uh-huh. UB really is the breeding ground for the CFL. Yeah, they know that. It's the Georgia of the CFL. UB. Yes, exactly. But I look at Shane Ray, 30 years old, former first-round pick of the Denver Broncos in 2015. Hasn't played in the NFL since 2019. This is his last chance. I don't want to be a downer, but this is his last chance to really make it, I feel like. So, Tony, if you and I have learned anything from America's Got Talent, it's not really about the talent. It's about the story. And Shane Ray has a good story. He has a heck of a story. Is he the next Cameron Wake? Feels that way. Feels that way. Cameron Wake was really good for a while. Yeah, I know. He would always give the... But he was, like, fits. hyped up. He was hyped up as, like, a free agent signing, like, which team is going to get Cameron Wake out of the CFL? Yeah, right. This is, that is not Shane Ray's journey. I'm just saying, he could write a good story for himself. Three years out of the league, battling back, makes it on a Super Bowl contender, has an impact on a Super Bowl contender when so many wrote him off. Uh, that That's a good story. That's a, that's a feel-good story. That's a story I want to hear. That's a story I want to be a fan of. So I'm I'm rooting for Shane. I, the human interest certainly is there, but man, we got a lot of talent on Edge. He's he's right now. If we're including Vaughn, mm-hmm. I think Shane Ray is the sixth best defensive end on this team. Okay. He might be the fifth best defensive end. So you think it's Vaughn Rousseau? Yep. Leonard Leonard Floyd. Yep. Epinesa, and then you think yep. it's Shane Ray? I mm. might, he doesn't I like that. Might, I'm not a boogie fan. <laughs> I think well, we I think know. it's. I think it's Shaq and Shane Ray, like interchangeable five and six, and then Boogie's easily the seventh. Oh. And if Mike Love was still on this okay. team, Boogie would be the eighth. Easily. Actually, Boogie <laughs> okay. might be the eighth because I'm forgetting one guy, friend of the pod, Kingsley Jonathan. That's true. Who I do think is actually better than Boogie. So Boogie already might be wow. the best defender, defensive edge on this Unbelievable. team. Unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable because he's a second-round pick. The shade is just insane over here. Well, when you're the new Chris Kelsey, you got to just throw shade. I wish you average two sacks a year. I wish you was like Chris Kelsey. I wish he was as consistent as Chris Kelsey. Chris Kelsey, I knew what I was was consistently bad. Yeah, consistently bad. Well, Chris Kelsey was a player. I don't know. Bad. Bad is not the word I would use. 
I would. But I don't know what a guy that I don't averages know two sacks a year and gets paid for. Well, you it. don't measure. You can't just measure defensive end. Like their their whole job is not sacks. There's a lot of aspects to what's going on there. Sure, you can't just say know, like the majority of their job is sacks. sacks is their criteria. <laughs> Name one defensive end that has played ten plus years in this league that has recorded less than five sacks. You can't in any given year. No, like consistently throughout their is career has averaged less than five sacks per year. If he has spent 10 years in the league, let's not even say 10 because that's a wild number in this day and age. Seven years in the league and has averaged less than five sacks a season. I don't think there is any player out there other than Chris. Oh, Kelsey. I will find that player. That's Please hard, do. hard disagree. I will. I have my homework for, for the week. There you go. That is your homework for the week. But I'm excited to see Shane Ray. I think it's a good story. I think he has the motivation factor Mm -hmm. to prove I'm not a bust. A lot of players don't get second chances. Shane Ray's getting a second chance. So I like to see him succeed at that second chance. So that is my other player on the defensive end that I'm excited to see as preseason. Tony, who is your final pick? Well, I feel a little bad because I feel like I'm supposed to take someone who's not a lock. Okay. But I'm going to take someone who, yeah, I'm going to take someone who I think is a lock. And I am looking forward to seeing what Taylor Rapp brings to the table. Uh, It's really hard to... Good choice. It's hard to gauge. Yeah, it's hard to gauge what Taylor Rapp brings to the table. I feel like we're learning when I see when I see him play in this defense we're learning who he is as a person and player but we're learning what the scheme is involving Mm -hmm. him as a person and player so I am looking forward to seeing that I'm looking forward to seeing like what kind of player he is I suppose do I envision him more as Micah Hyde 2.0 or Jordan Poyer 2.0 but he's definitely he's a new like wrinkle to the defense that is just sort of unknown at this time. Uh, and there's a lot of sort of speculation about how he'll be used, but yeah. I want to see some of this in action, at least so I can just see how I think he should be used. But I look I look forward to I look forward to this. I look forward to seeing what Taylor Rafferty's at the table. Me too. I think that's a very good And I good feel like he's really under the... To me, so far, like, he's a mystery wrapped in a riddle. Like, I can't figure right. out how he's going to be used, the snap count he's going to see, where he even is positionally on this defense. Is he in the box as, like, a, a bigger nickel cornerback? Is he a third linebacker? Is he a third state? Like, where in this defense is he going to line up? It, He's just right. It, it's very intriguing to see how they play him, and it seems like they're gonna play him. Like they talk about him, like yeah, yeah he's a part of this. Mm-hmm. He's not just a backup. Is which he, we're gonna use him, right? Is he the big nickel that we've always dreamed of? Is he possibly somewhere in the front seven? Is he gonna be in just like a backup safety to spell these two thirty-year-olds that are in there? It's thing. It's all questions to be answered, and I'm just looking forward to seeing him as an athlete. Yeah, I think that's a very good pick. I, I'm very intrigued to see what they have in Taylor Rapp, and how they use him. He's a good player. We know that. We know that from his time with the Rams. Vaughn knows that. Mm-hmm. Vaughn knows. Vaughn knows. And if Vaughn knows what Vaughn says comes true, we all know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Vaughn but I am excited. knows I am excited where to see Taylor, Taylor Rapp goes. Oh, there's your song for next week. A little preview. Oh, no, not. no, not a preview. Just a little bonus. Just a little, di- just a little ditty Vaughn, as we end the episode Vaughn here. Knows. Where Taylor Rap goes and Taylor Rap grows, and so and we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. It's all the game. Workshop it's all the improv it. game. We got, you know? we got the foundation. I'm not Wayne Brady. I'm not Wayne Brady over here. <laughs> you know Wayne Brady. You're no Colin Mockery. 
I I wish I was. Don't we all? Don't we all wish we could be as good at improv as, as the great Colin Mockery? He hated songs, Living... you could tell, but I thought I thought yes. his lyrics were underrated. Living legend. Yeah. Bunch of players excited to see, but those are four of the ones we're most excited to see one week away from preseason kicking off. And once again, it cannot be said enough, no injuries. Nobody get hurt, especially if you're number 17 on the field. <laughs> number one in our hearts, Just number 17 on the him. field. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. It's that simple. And have him back before curfew. Don't touch him. Step brothers? <laughs> Tony, let's uh, read a lot of this segment and nice. finish up the episode. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm in. Right, we'll be back with a uh, after a quick word from our sponsor. That sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold, listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now and we are back, Tony, as we wrap up the episode. We didn't get to do it last week because we had just so much to talk about. The start of training camp and our last draft season. Now draft season is over. We got to get back to some shunning. It's the summer of shunning, as everyone knows. We got to do some more shunning. Tony, who are you shunning this week? This week. I like how it's who am I shunning this week? Like at the end of the week, I'm, their shunning is over. It's all yep, a temporary shunning. Uh, I'm going to shun, or I am shunning. I actually did literally shun someone today, and that's who I'm saying I'm oh, shunning. Uh, nice. At camp today, I was approached. We'll bleep out their name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know their name. But at camp today, there was like a an event with NYSIT, which is uh, New okay. York State uh, United Teachers, for those who do not know. And they were making a video. They were looking for teachers in that were there, of which I am one, and making a video saying like, we're going to make this video. And it's like teachers explaining like who other educators that have inspired them and like, you know, reasons that like they teach and kind of empower things. And we're doing this video for, you know, to start the school year off on a positive note kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I did shun this woman. I said, yeah, let me give it some thought and then completely avoided eye contact with her the entire rest of the time because I do not want to be in this video. But I don't want to be in this video in principle because, Matt, it's summer. Don't tell me your break that anybody is thinking about starting the school year, much less being like happy and inspired about it. No, 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 no. This is summer. We don't need this in our minds during summer. If you are a teacher that is excited to start the school year, you are a bona fide psychopath. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> no teacher should be oh excited to get back to the crazy kids in the school yeah. year. Or even the normal ones, because it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. Not looking, I don't need to be inspired. I just need to Different endure. age, different problems. Yeah, you yes. just need to endure and, just, and survive. And I, right, and I just need to, and I don't need to be inspired or like be empowered by this. I just need to, to pretend school doesn't exist, if only for a short while. The okay. only way to survive. I like that. Shunning these teachers. She was super nice. Shunning your, your brethren. Oh, okay. yeah. she was nice. Which I shouldn't it. do because obviously I believe in solidarity. told her to but, F off. I mean, I do. that's not how you shun someone. So no. I'm an effective uh, shunner. I'm not going to tell pick. someone to F off. Good shun Who are you shunning, man? I'm shunning. I'm double dipping here because they fall in the same boat. Oh. I'm shunning Hollywood Brown and Jordan Addison for getting caught, for getting a ticket, for getting pulled over, speeding. Mm. Wow. Not just not just going forty five and a thirty five. No, going one fifty and a forty five. <laughs> like no. Did we not learn anything you, from Henry Ruggs, who killed a person? Who do you think you are, Naheem? By Hines? the way, yeah, get on a jet ski like a normal person. <laughs> what are you driving right. your Porsches and your your Lambos? 
No, real players ride jet skis and get hurt in jet skis. Um, but once again, like why NFL players? Why, why do you do this to yourselves? Why do you go through the PR ordeal? I am very much available to drive you around. Hire me for 1% of what you make. And I will go the speed limit. I will keep you safe. I've never had a ticket in my life. Oh, that's pretty good. Just man. hire. It's impressive. Just hire me. Thank you. Uh, just hire me, and you don't have to. You don't have to endure this. Like, and you can keep people safe and yourself safe. Stop being dumb. Stop being dumb, NFL players. Uh, at least Jordan Addison had or came up with the wonderful excuse of he was rushing his dog to the emergency vet. Because his dog was sick. Mm. An amazing excuse. That's an all-time. I like that excuse. I love that excuse. Because <laughs> I'm guessing it was not true at all. There's but no if dog. you're a cop who pulled him over, you're like, oh, well, I mean, the dude's just looking out for his dog. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> like, right. Like, you can't be, like, the man be- man's best friend. You you Are you going to be the, the police officer that takes away the man's best friend's life? Cause he couldn't get to the hospital in time. Cause you pulled him out. Like that's, that's a really good excuse. But again, I got to shun these NFL players, these athletes who are making millions of dollars and they're speeding and are not hiring me. It's a, it's a multi-layered shun <laughs> here. Right. I like I say, and they're not hiring you as though, like, right. you know, you've applied or something officially. This is more than just you saying like, well, I would do that. Socially, I've applied. I, there's no LinkedIn right. yeah, post for just, NFL so, driver, player driver. Maybe there could be. Could just, be. you know, get market yourself. Get the word out there. Aspiring NFL I'm athlete driver. I'm going to create a website. I will keep you yes. safe. I think it's a good one. That move. would actually be very good. It could expand into a full network of, of drivers. Yes, it could be my own little network. I, I'd be right. the Uber of NFL players. Yeah. Ooh, I like Uber, this idea. Boob, boob. Yeah, we're, it's got legs. It's, it's got, got legs. legs. This is almost as good as our um, cameo, but live action or in real time, real time <laughs> cameo. Right. Which does exist. Like, so. Oh, it does? Somebody stole our idea? A little late on that. They've had it. That's when I brought it up was that you can get live. You get like a 10 minute phone call for like $250 or something. No, I'm talking about like in action for athletes like LeBron James dunks a basketball and then goes to the camera and like happy birthday Billy like oh that's that's what we're talking about okay yes I think that that's has a good some idea. legs right that comes from Isaiah McKenzie's uh uh gender reveal yes yes I think that I think I I don't know I'm just saying if any capital investment firms out there want to want to finance this this venture yep give it give us we a we own it Trademark. We own it. We own it. Trademark. We trademark this podcast. Let's wrap it up, Tony. Thank you to our sponsor, Traveling Growler. www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozie center. Just $5. Summer's not over yet. Keep your drinks cool. Support local. Shop local. Travelinggrowler.com. T-shirt store. T-E-E-Spring.com. All original designs. I'll be out there at scrimmage tomorrow with a witty not funny t-shirt and i'm sure i'll get tons of comments like i always do and you can get those same comments visit our t-shirt store teespring.com search witty not funny or google search teespring witty not funny it's the first result support the podcast today buy some of our apparel all sizes all colors all original designs and much cheaper than anything you'll find out there not in quality but in price check out the podcast store today 
where to find the podcast. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts or listen to for free iTunes, Spotify, only on the built in Buffalo podcast network drop in every Sunday. If you like us, subscribe, leave us a review, search waiting Not funny search built in Buffalo. You'll find us. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time. We greatly appreciate it. And 134 episodes in, we truly do mean that if you're a first time listener or 134th time listener, thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, Twitter handles, Tony, Mr. Uh, public Twitter handle, where can the listeners find you and all your camp tweets these days? Well, you know, you can find me on blue sky. Oh. Uh, I am at well switcheroo at he, it is. Well, and the switcheroo comes twice because on blue sky, I am at Buffalo Sabres. Oh, perfect. Own it. This is real. This is a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent telling you the truth right now. I am at Buffalo Sabres on blue sky. That's just, that's just some good foresight. And if the there. Sabres want it back. They know where to find me. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh so check out tony on blue sky at buffalo savers <laughs> yep that is too and you can find me on too x good. and twitter at tony ambrose <laughs> not as important follow buffalo <laughs> savers on blue sky. that's more important you can find the podcast yeah. at witty sports 716 on twitter instagram way not funny sports on facebook and tiktok give us a follow we love following back we love connecting with the Buffalo sports community out there. So hit that follow button at Woody sports seven one six. And that's all I got, Tony, you're not doing send off. So you just want to, you just want to wrap it up and say, stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. And yeah, didn't we just say bills. I'm, yeah, we said that I'm temporarily sunning send off. So I must say, yep. stay witty out there. The show's, I don't know what else to fucking say. The show's over. Stop. stop the listening. show's over. Hit stop. It's Move over. on to We're comedy. Done. Bang, bang. Whatever the fuck you assholes listen to. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Marshawn is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a bomb. It builds a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.